Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Therapy Online. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can be there for you. Visit betterhelp.com slash morningstream today and get 10% off your first month. TMS is brought to you daily by the support of our patrons at patreon.com slash TMS, like Amanda Goddard, Tara Road, Cesar Vasquez. Coming up on TMS, the parasite streak continues. This is Kim's husband. He's a podcaster. I don't like jalapeno and oyster beer. I reckon the CVS bathroom. It was reeking too. Pan Am. Pansexual, amateur sexual. Put that in your chicken and roast it. There's nothing west of Seattle. Back end, no barf. Dog bit my crotch and I liked it. Beer makes people happy. A big gulp of beer. Um diggity. It's a lot of beer. A complete uh-huh. back end operation. We invented podcasting, damn it. Copyright laws messed up with Stephen and Moore on this episode of The Morning Stream. If Jesus exists, go and get him right now. Tell him I'm buying. Hey, Bobby, another fish sandwich and soda for Jesus. Rye dog, that was the bomb diggity, my friend. The Morning Stream. Would you like a closer look? Good morning and welcome to TMS. It's uh, Monday, September uh, 25th is the date of the 2023 year. And I'm Scott and that's Brian. All right. Hello. Hello. Put that in your chicken and roast it. All right. (laughs) Good morning, Brian. I'm assured you had a decent weekend. You had a... I did. I had a very nice weekend. Had a a good time at Beer Fest. We'll talk about that in a minute. Big thanks, of course, to uh, Linda and Dennis from Deep Draft Brewing in Bremerton, Washington. Yeah. Not only gave us uh, tickets, but gave us beer. Uh, that's great. Is this the kind of connection that'll just every year you'll get to you get to come back? I hope back so. And, okay. Yeah. That's uh, awesome. You know what? I'd be I'd be delighted if we got to see Linda every year, Linda and Dennis every year. Whether or not we get tickets to the show, uh, just getting to see them uh, would be a delight. And uh, they're good people. And if you live anywhere near Seattle, uh, please, please, please go check out Deep Draft Brewing. They're in Bremerton. They're just a ferry ride, just right across the Sound. Oh, oh yeah, some dude came up. Uh, and uh, and said, Deep Draft Brewing, Bremerton, where's Bremerton? I said, well, it's west of Seattle. He says, west of Seattle? There's nothing west of Seattle. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, they're, they're not on the ocean. They're on the, they're on the sound, and you can take a ferry across the sound and uh, get to Bremerton. 
some more geographical uh, uh, education knowledge, kicking right. ass exactly. out there. Exactly. Guy didn't pay attention in uh, that class, and it shows. <laughs> It did not. Exactly. Uh, well, that's great. We'll get to more of that in a second. Yeah. I um, I just yeah. wanted to put a big thanks out to everybody. We we ended up having to pull the show pretty last minute Thursday. I guess it was, I guess Wednesday night uh, is when I told yeah. you. But, uh, for those who weren't aware, my sister's, or my, excuse me, my wife's sister, Angel, she uh, was diagnosed in 2020 with uh, stage four cancer and was doing pretty good. In fact, up to like 10 days ago. We were surprised how well things were going. She was about to start a new trial of a new drug that was supposed to be some hot new business, and she was going to be a part of that trial. So while the cancer was still there, she seemed to be holding it at bay, and her her chemo was going well, and all this stuff. And um, and she looked great. You know, we just really we were t- 10, 12 days ago, really hopeful. Everything was yeah. you know like yeah. oh we're looking at years here, at the very least, maybe longer if this goes well. Um. Nope. Uh, her her uh, liver started to fail. And when they pulled her, and this is how we found out, she went in for her uh, you know, paperwork and all that sort of preliminary meeting stuff you do for this trial, which is kind of a big deal. You have to go through a bunch of hoops to, to be in a trial. Yeah, to be able to find out if yeah. you're compatible and stuff. Yeah. And the only garbage part about these trials, I understand there is absolute scientific need for why this is, but you may, you may or may not be getting the drug. You may be getting yeah. a placebo. That's part of the that's part of testing. Sure. That's the way it goes. That's how they do it. Yeah. So I hate that. So if it really is this life-saving drug, and there are a few of those coming down the pipe, I just hate that those getting tested may or may not be on it. It just bugs me. But anyway, yeah. I understand why, though. Right? I get it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's you know, you're 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 taking the chance to help save hundreds of thousands, millions more people. Right. Who, you know, and you may be on. one yeah. of them if you get the pill. But if you don't, you're That's part right. of the double-blind right. sort of. What do you call it? The uh, uh, there's an, there's a word for this when you do testing when you do scientific yeah stuff uh, not double blind what is it it is double it's part of the double blind thing but part, yes whatever right. it is there's a word uh, anyway she goes yeah. into this meeting and they say all right well let's get you uh, let's do some of these tests and it was there that they found out that her liver as of like very maybe even that day or day before had in earnest began to fail. And the cancer had spread there. They knew that, but they didn't know the the liver was in you know full failure mode. And so, what a difference ten days can make. Because we went there Thursday, which is why we didn't have the show to go visit her. And my gosh, she's so thin and so oh. just jaundiced. And in really good spirits, though, um, they're they're giving her all the good drugs. You know, you always hear about ah fentanyl in the streets. Let me tell you where fentanyl's awesome in hospice care. That yeah, stuff's great because she yeah, is in a pain, ton of pain. pain. Management and, yeah, a yeah. ton of pain without it. Like her, yeah. she's got stuff growing in places that very, very painful. And if it wasn't for this stuff, like in her case, a miracle drug. In some people's cases, a horrible, you know, chance to get addicted to something. But in her case, she needs it. Anyway, uh, tons of family around her and, and, and neighbors and friends and everything. She wanted me to tell everyone listening that she's very grateful for all the kind words. Uh, people said all sorts of nice stuff on Facebook and, and formerly Twitter and everywhere else. And um, and it was it was a nice. It was really great to be over there. She's still with us. Um, she's got all of her sisters are in town. They're all staying here, kind of in perpetuity to see how things go. Uh, basically, her whole family's here now, and all of her friends and family, people from Texas where they used to live, have come up and are staying here for the duration and we don't know what that duration is. It could be days. It could be another month. It could be an an hour. Like it's really hard to tell, 
She had an yeah. amazing day yesterday, a horrible day before that. Like it just sort of depends on the day. So anyway, uh, F cancer and also uh, it's just been rough around here. And it, here's what made it a little rougher. <laughs> Kim came home from Mississippi with some kind of weird stomach bug. Oh, no. We, we okay. played it off like, oh, you've been traveling and it's been stressful and you're trying to get home sure. for your sister. And we just thought, no big deal. Of course. No, yeah. I, I ended up catching it. And uh, oh, no. yesterday, right after film sack, it kicks in. And I spent. Just roll up. No barfing. Nope. Oh. It wasn't that kind of thing. I was still hungry all day. It was a, oh, really? it was a okay. complete back end operation. Gotcha. Okay. And one yep. of the most horrific of the type I've ever had worse than July when we all got Oh really when you have the water issues yeah Jeez. that was worse yeah. although I guess inherently better because we didn't have water issues yesterday but obviously yes right um, but anyway that was a rough day and I just felt like garbage the whole day and at 4 o'clock we had scheduled to get our our uh, five or our uh, boosters and our flu shots so right. oh, I was like I still feel like crap but I'm doing this I don't want to put it off let's just go yeah so we go in there this is great, though. We go into CVS. I don't usually do this at a CVS. It's usually this other pharmacy. But these guys got them first, so we scheduled it. Uh, they don't have any Pfizer yet. They had to do Moderna. It's fine, whatever. Um, okay. And they had the flu shot. So we're like, all right, we're going in there. And we get in there, and I immediately go, oh, I'm going to need a bathroom here somewhere. In the <laughs> oh, no, in a CVS. I know, right? And the CVS oh. is not obvious about where these are. It's not marked. Sure. It's yeah. in an employee. It's through an employee's only door around a corner. And then there's customer bathroom. So it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. And I go back there and it says, it's got a little sign on it. It says, please ask an employee for access to the bathroom. Like some kind of gas station in the middle of Nevada or whatever. Sure. sure. It's like, are you kidding me? So I go around the front and I understand this. There are people that will like grab their prescription at the front desk and immediately go and like shoot themselves up and the, I, I understand oh, yeah. there's reasons why you do this right yeah i mean it's, it's it's even it's in all parts of town now it's not just in the the bad parts sadly yeah it's just a thing so i go around the front hey can i get in the bathroom there yeah i can do it says this guy and he comes around the corner he's a little squat dude little little squatty dude and like scrubs and he's like yeah. okay follow me so i follow him opens it up i go in there I, I wreck the CVS bathroom. <laughs> and then... No toilet paper. Damn it! Uh, then I come out and I get the shots and I just have an, I have an observation about CVS. Okay. It doesn't seem like anybody there is having a good time. And, <laughs> you know, you can go to a lot of places and you see people enjoying their job, enjoying sure. their work, uh, whatever it is, it seems like it's fine. But in CVS nobody looks like they're having a good day. And this was a very slow Sunday afternoon. Nobody there. It's like 4.30 in the afternoon. Just right. like an empty CVS. And even the people that are there are just so grouchy. The girl giving me my shots didn't want to have any kind of like light conversation or anything at all. They're just like, and I'm joking where they're going, well, we're doing the two and one arm today. We're going to see if we can just wreck one arm. Ah, and she's just like, okay, sit down. Here we go. <laughs> anyway, just a thought, just a, something I noticed. But anyway, it made yeah. for a real stupid weekend for the most part. And then um, while we were at Kim's sister's, her dog bit my crotch. So that was fun. Oh, nice. Good. Not, not okay. bad, but enough to kind of, you know, go, ooh. Enough to just kind of remind you it's there. Yeah. An inch to <laughs> the, the left. Dog and, and the crotch. Yeah. <laughs> an inch to the left, and we'd have been in some trouble. Also, her neighbors who were all there gathered in this living room were all learning about podcasting because somebody said, 
Well, this is Kim's husband. He's a podcaster. <laughs> I don't remember who said it. And immediately I went, oh, don't. Let's not. Yeah, exactly. Yes, right. Uh, I don't want to have this conversation. Oh, like that Zach Braff show? <laughs> so I so I explained it and said what we did. And I said, you know, if you're going to go and they're all, oh, what's the website? Let me, I want to see. I want to hear this. And I yeah, said, yeah. I said, that's fine. But just go in there and know you're going to get some dams, some hells and yeah. some shits occasionally. OK, yeah, you're going to get some jumps. squares. Listen, we're we, we start the day off right. That's right. We know how to swear. So just know that. And because uh, some of them were they look like they might be offended if they gotcha. heard me yeah. drop the S-bomb. Anyway, it was all just weird because at the same time, we're having yeah. this very quiet somber moment with her sister and then and then suddenly it turned to oh i've heard of that now how does that work now what do you do i'm like i don't know it's it's all this this and it's how it works and i gotta go when that when that comes up like if i'm driving and and uh they ask me what i do and i tell well i do you know i do some uh graphic design website stuff and and then well, I also do some podcasting. It's like, oh, good for you. Like, it's almost like a, oh, isn't that cute? You're doing yeah. a podcast. Yeah. I and I don't, that. you know, I don't want to say, well, yeah, I'm, I'm in the Hall of Fame. I've been doing it, you know. <laughs> Actually, this week, it will have been, what, 19 years, 19 years of podcasting. Yeah. I, I don't want to say, yeah, I've actually won some awards. You know, it's like, yeah, podcast, fine. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, just let it, cute. you just let it flow and let them have yeah. their moment of whatever. Did but. you start because of that murder buildings <laughs> show? <laughs> the murder building? Yeah. Yes, yeah. I did. I waited until yeah. Hulu had a hit series about a podcast. Exactly. Not the other way around where we helped build the podcasting world to the point that a series could be made about exactly. podcasting. Yes. Yeah. You know, not the fact that I uh, helped uh, pave the way for uh, music licensing for, for cover songs and podcasts. That, you know, that they practically could have a contract named after me. But they don't because I didn't ask them to do that. But they could. No. You know. No, it was Steve Martin, Selena Gomez, and Martin Short. That's how yeah, that's yeah, what that's got it. Yeah, that's Right. First it was Ricky it. Gervais created podcasting. Then uh, Joe Rogan created podcasting. Then... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure uh, WTF thought it did for a while. A lot of right. a lot of shows, right. a lot of shows think yeah. think they invented it. None of them did. Brian and I did. Right. All right, we did. Yep. Exactly. exactly. You're listening to the show <laughs> where we did it. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The only thing, other thing I'd say is schedule wise, um, my goal or hope this week is that it, uh, no show should be affected, especially in the morning show. I'll be doing some visits over there at night and stuff like that. Sure. But unless the worst happens, uh, and when it does, I'll make sure people are aware. But um, if there's any, if there's going to be no shows for something, we'll we'll let you guys yeah. know. Yeah, and and don't even you know it, this this should be the last thing you have to think about when family stuff happens. You know, I mean, obviously, yeah, we we care and we want to know sure. if there's a show or not. But it's like you say, up, oh, yep, yeah, uh, no show today. We we totally understand and. Absolutely. Sure. We have a family first rule here on uh, TMS and Frog Pants in general. Actually, all the Frog Pants shows. Yes. Yeah. All of it. I mean, that includes things, you know, sister shows and and all all of our friends, Brian's, all of his independent shows. They observe the same rules. Okay. (laughs) That's right. All my independent shows. So, you know, Coverville, uh, no Coverville because family first. (laughs) Family first, right? No Coverville must mean family. Uh, what else did you do at the beer fest? Anything fun? Did you see anything crazy? Anybody barf uh, on you? Anything good? You know, it was uh, no. The, here's the thing: the beer fest, for whatever reason, for whatever whatever it is that beer does that hard liquor doesn't do. Um, I was figuring out that this is my eighth year of attending the beer fest. Oh wow! And 
in all those eight years and all that alcohol and 90, probably 90% male attendance at the beer fest, maybe, maybe it's 75% or 80%. I don't know. I'd be really curious to figure it out, but, uh, uh, never seen a fight, never seen any sort of argument, fisticuffs, nothing like it not is not even like a disagreement, beer? like a vocal disagreement, nothing, wow. nothing. Beer makes people happy. Wow. Whatever it is. And no barfing. Don't, you know, you go in the bathrooms all, uh, once you break that seal, once you go to the bathroom the first time during that four hours, you're done for, you're going to be going every 30 minutes. Mm. Um, I made, I made it through three hours before I, I had to go to the bathroom. So I only had to go twice. That's pretty good, the, uh, dude. The deal. Yeah. Look, at, look at you holding your pee. That's amazing. Uh, hung out with, uh, Wes Burgess Diesel and uh, his wife, Mal. They are awesome, awesome people and, uh, live here in Colorado and, Nice. Uh, he was pouring Thursday or uh, uh, Friday night for uh, Left Hand Brewing as well. So, and we didn't realize that we were in visual range of each other Friday night, texting each other. Well, where are you at now? Where are you at now? Oh, when we should we should uh, say hi. Where's where's the where's your booth? And I couldn't figure out where the friggin' pro am booth was. Yeah. I was thinking pro am. Like what's what's that? I never in, in all the years that I've heard pro am heard that phrase. I, I never figured out that it was pro amateur collaboration. Oh, pro-am. you know what? Until this very second, and okay. you saying that, I All didn't right. know and that. I don't feel then I don't feel dumb. What the <laughs> pro am? Like I was thought it's a car. I guess it makes sense because right? pro short for professional, am short yeah. for amateur. But for I amateur, never put yeah. those two together. Anytime I've said there's a pro am race, I'm like, yeah, yeah. oh, cool. Uh, whatever am means, let's go. We're going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Never, never had it. Weird. Uh, so anyway, but we did hang out almost the whole time. Uh, uh, Wes and uh, Mal and she, they got to meet Crazy Neighbor and see Crazy Neighbor firsthand. Nice. Uh, Crazy Neighbor. So when you see a line of breweries and they've all got like, oh, this one has a uh, a pilsner and a saison and a bock, and this one over here has a a stout and a lager and a brown ale. Blah blah blah. Um, Dave looks at two things. He looks at the length of the line and the percentage, the ABV, the percentage of alcohol. Mm-hmm. And basically, high percentage short line. High percentage short line means perfect storm. Give me, give me one of those. Sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did he find a lot? I mean, is that a possible? Oh yeah, uh, okay. yeah. I mean, we were looking at uh, stuff that was eight and a half percent. We had a. A barley wine that was twelve and a half percent. That was not. I didn't find it very good. It was a little. It was like a fortified port uh, wine kind mm. of flavor mm. to it. Really, really sharp. Didn't like it. Mm. Finished it because it was just an ounce. But sure, uh, wasn't wasn't as much. Do you of a shotgun fan. it when you don't like it, or do you? What do you do? do you yeah, just, yeah, shotgun it because yeah. it's a lot easier than going back up to them and pouring it in their little dump bucket that they keep <laughs> next to their pitchers. Yeah. Uh, especially if I'm going to ask for something else <laughs> to get the flavor out. I had a white. All right, if you're or, uh, a beer, if you're ready for this, uh, tuck in, everybody. Mm-hmm. We had a beer that uh, was made from jalapenos and oysters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was it good? It was. It was much more jalapeno flavored than oyster flavored. No, it really wasn't. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't very good. No, I sounds uh, horrible, dude. Yeah, you couldn't taste any oysterage. But uh, just knowing that it was there is like, uh, all right. Oh, why, what a combo. Yeah. That's yeah. like, hey, you want some peanut butter on that pickle? No. 
No, don't give me things that sound bad together. I mean, I am always impressed when someone says, hey, if you combine these two things, it's amazing. And when it is, it's like, oh my gosh, I never would have guessed. But that does not sound like a combo I'm interested in at all. Yeah. Oh, there it is. The uh, from uh, Bull Island Brewing Company. Um, It is a it's called the Oyster Jalapeno Porter. And uh, yeah, did not didn't enjoy it as much. I mean, Uh, had a maple. Oh, my God. Had a maple coffee stout that was excellent i could see that one yeah that i could think that was really really good and it wasn't overly sweet i mm. was really worried about that and mm. it was like uh tristan and i go up there and like ooh, a maple coffee stout good this sounds great tristan goes oh wow are you guys from uh vermont they're like nope texas like, <laughs> <laughs> we walk different. away <laughs> we walk away and he says well then they should have poured bigger <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I see what they did there. That's good. Yeah, but Tristan had a blast. I mean, we all it was a it was a great group. We really had a good time, and uh, that's great. Uh, had some had some delicious beers. So delicious beers. This is your eighth or ninth? Uh, eighth eighth year. Eighth year. Going, so nice. Yeah, nice. And no yeah. sign of stopping. No, get no. in the van, Dave. So, We're going to get listen, some stuff. Dave. This is my one day a year that I drink beer. I mean, it's not totally true. I'll drink a Guinness. Uh, I do like a, and then, you know, if we do go out to trivia and they don't have cider, um, then I will do, basically I'll just say, what's the darkest beer you have? And I'll drink that. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I like a milk stout. Oh, final count on my watch was uh 52, 52, so 52 ounces of, of beer, which really, I mean, when you think about it, it's, it's four, uh, or, uh, four, four beers, four 12 ounce beers plus a little bit. Yeah. It's like a slightly yeah. bigger than your, than a big gulp, you know? Down at ten yeah, of the seven right. eleven. It's keep, not really that much. <laughs> sure, that's a good way. But keep in mind these are none of these are three two. Like nothing there is uh I mean they had three two beers there, we weren't drinking them. Mm, Dave was. Yeah. Right. Not you though. He wasn't drinking three two. No. Oh, really? Nobody not was drinking three two. No, three two is nothing. Really? That's that's too low. Oh, that's not high, that's low. See, I that's don't know. Low. I don't know yeah, shit yeah. about you alcohol. Know. I don't know how it works. Yeah. Uh more higher the number, Scott, the more the alcohol. So if it's three two that so I thought that meant three parts alcohol, two parts everything oh, else. No, it's percent. It means that of that twelve ounce can that you're holding in your hand, three point two percent of it is alcohol. Uh, okay. Yeah, three percent's nothing. That's no. all. Oh, three point two. Got it. All right. So when you yeah. say three two, that's just it's out- really three point two percent. Okay. Yep. I just don't. I'm not in this world. I don't know how it works. <laughs> uh, real it's quick right. to answer a question from Icor earlier, he says, "What does all this mean for Pan Am when we were talking about pro amateur? It means pansexual amateur sexual. Amateur means. sexual. Yeah, yes, exactly. that's how it works." Yeah. Hey, Brian, tell me about Lyft. What happened? Oh, you know what? Yeah. we got a thing for that. Let's okay. play it. Uh, yeah, play, play where that. is it? I uh, can't find it. Make sure I get a five-star rating, Junior. Yeah. What do you got? You need to watch that. That's uh, Equalizer 2, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, Three, right? Uh, two? No, two. Two had that. Uh, uh, dude is a... Uh, the Equalizer is a Lyft driver for oh. part of Equalizer 2. <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> yeah, great. Um, yeah, so uh, Friday... Uh, I go out uh, driving after we do our couch party and everything. Yep. And my first ride is to a uh, hotel, local hotel right off the highway. Fairly nice. It's La Quinta. Fairly nice. La Quinta, by the way, is Spanish for next to Shoney's. <laughs> which, fun which, fact. Which, fun is Scott, trivia for yeah, which is yeah. Scott for bacon. 
<laughs> right. When I think so, of Shoney's, I think of tons of bacon. That's all I think. Do you? Yeah. 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 Anyway, so, um, but I noticed that, you know, usually when you get the ride, it shows you on a map, here's the pickup spot, and then here's where you're taking them. And you you, know, you figure out like, oh, I'm taking them over to the airport. I'm taking them down here. I'm taking them over there. But the there was no drop-off. And I look at the, I swipe up and look at the actual addresses, and they've got the starting address and the ending address at the same place. And no, you know, sometimes when you get that, it's because they've added a stop. So it's like, take me to the dispensary, and then take me back to my my smoke-filled bungalow. <laughs> but in this case, no, it was like, no stops. It was, it was pick me up at the La Quinta, drop me off at the La Quinta. Weird. So, just, just a quick um, ride around the block kind of thing or something. Exactly. Yeah. So at a, at a red light, I'm able to, when the car's not moving, I'm able to use the Lyft communication app and or the communication feature. And so I go in there and I text. It requires you, by the way, to use one of their boilerplate messages first to initiate the conversation. So it's either, hi, I'm Brian, your Lyft driver, or I'll be there in seven minutes or whatever. So I click Hi, I'm Brian, your Lyft driver, and then I can type whatever I want. And I say, hey, I notice you've got the starting and ending uh, locations at the same place. Could you, you may want to edit that before I get there just so I know where we're going once I pick you up. Sure. And I send. I keep driving uh, towards La Quinta and... uh, uh, (laughs) Sounds like like Trump. (laughs) La Quinta, Quinta. (laughs) I like it. You know, there was dang it, Lakita. <laughs> anyway, so I, so as I'm driving, I'm like, well, they still haven't responded to my text, so I, I call, I hit the little phone call button, and uh, I say, hey, it's Brian. I, I get another voicemail. Hey, it's Brian. I'm your, your Lyft driver. I'm on my way to pick you up, but uh, I sent you a text about this too, and blah blah blah. I tell them what's going on. Yeah, and. Uh, um, and I keep driving. Get all the way to La Quinta. No, no answer. I'm like, well, what the heck? All right, fine. And part of me is one like little nervous, little gun shy that it's some sort of scam thing again, right? I'm always thinking about like, all right, how is this? How is this going to be a scam? They're going to like sure. get in the car. It's going to be this f- cheap ride because they've got the start and ending location. So they're going to pay whatever the lift minimum is, <laughs> and then they're going to tell me to take them to the airport or something. Sure. Um, I pull up and I see, uh, I see the person who's you know doing this. Look at their phone, looking around. It's like a very you know it's a very obvious thing that this is the person looking for a lift. Sure. Down at the phone, looking up. Down at the phone, looking up. And uh, and then they see the car and they're like, oh, they they wave. And I pull up and I roll down the window and say, hi, are you are you Ashley? And um, she nods her head and then another guy comes up to the car and says. We're deaf, but he, you know, he uh, says it in the way that you know. Okay, this is a person who's sure. communicating. They're deaf. I'm not sure. going to impersonate him. No, of course not. Of course not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, oh, okay. And there's four of them, okay. and they've got a ton of luggage. More than your car and is so, uh, typically um, had, or about the maximum my car can mm. hold. Like four people, and this amount of luggage is about it. So I hop out of the car and I open the backup for them. And while I'm doing that, I'm like, how am I going to communicate to them? the problem that the starting and end, I can't just go with my hand, like pointing to my palm, like this is where we start and this is where we end. Oh my gosh. So I like, I grab my phone, pull it out of the charger, bring it over to them. And I'm like showing them the starting and ending places. But all Ashley is seeing is that I'm pointing. She only thinks I'm pointing to her name and she's like, yeah, she's pointing to herself saying, yes, <laughs> yeah. that's me. Oh, gosh. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. And I waggle my finger for those of you listening <laughs> to the podcast. 
and I and I slowly point towards the address yeah. and slowly point towards the second address. Well, she didn't see my text. Rainbow bright. Like I texted her earlier on. She totally missed it. Yeah. Um, I could have pulled up Notepad and said, uh, "Did that sound like that?" Sure. Uh, and I cry. I don't have any paper. So finally, one of the other uh, women that's with her figures it out, and she goes. Oh, and she puts her hands over my mouth like, oh, gotcha. And then she signs to Ashley the problem and, and changes things up. And so... Uh, did they bing! have a destination in the end? or, or? They did. So okay. they, they changed it. And it goes, bing, 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 And it says, okay, new destination. And it's like, south part of town. I'm like, great. All right, cool. Plug the phone back in. They all hop in the car, close the trunk, push really hard to get the, the, the trunk down all over, uh, over all of their stuff. Yeah. Not the airport. I actually was going to... <laughs> <laughs> this is where this is where uh, my charades. All those years of charades finally pays off. I was gonna say, point to them. You, you going to the airport and like do an airplane coming in for a landing, but I didn't have to because the thing the address came in. But I figured out oh, with all that luggage, they're going to the airport. But apparently they weren't. So oh my gosh, I uh, so I hop back in the car, start driving there, and I'm like, God, I I you know I would want to put my music up at regular like the volume I listen to it when I'm alone but I feel like that would be disrespectful I don't know but they're you know they're all having a conversation in the back signing back and forth and stuff like that I need to learn I do want to learn some basic like I think this is thank you the the hand vertical mm, hand to the chin so. kind of thing yeah um Carter's fluent in only it one she I can know. tell me but I don't know for really sure. yeah. yeah but I want to learn like yes and no and you know uh, hello and is hello just waving? Is I don't know. It should is? be if it isn't, right? Yeah. Seems. Oh, simple. Stephanie says no. Th- this is not. Thank you. Oh gosh, what am I? Uh-oh. What have I been saying? What have I been saying to my deaf passengers? It means f you. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. mean that. Carter uh, Carter's yeah. fluent in ACL, uh, but I uh, ACL not ACL. That's your knee. What's it called? ALS. No, that's a disease. Yeah. No. American. Oh, ASL. 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 American I was getting all my letters mixed up. She's really fluent in it. She could H-U-M, absolutely tell she's us. Learning. <laughs> <laughs> she could tell me what that meant. But um, uh, yeah, well, apparently it's uh, thank you is like blowing a kiss but lower at the chin. So oh, like this. that. Okay, so it's flat handed against the chin like that. Okay. Yeah. Brian and I are like that guy that got busted at that press conference for not knowing it at all and was just making symbols. Do you remember that? Oh yes, right. Does the wasn't it during Nelson Mandela's speech or something? Something like that. that. It was like some kind of big highfalutin thing and he was just nonsense up there. Yes, and it was just like He's like doing the, <laughs> yeah. you know, he was doing the Three Stooges thing and yeah. telling the third baseman to come run to home. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. It's too good. Um anyway, so we get to the location and like it's one of these things where this is where the address would be but there is no house there with that address, right? Like oh. this is the 5900 block of um, Acoma Street, and this is where 5923 would be. But there's a you know there's two houses a 5920 and a 5930, yeah. and so I'm like I'm I look and, and basically the the guy in the passenger seat, the one who told me that they were all deaf, has kind of been my communicator. And um, he, you know, pointed Stitch and said, you know, thumbs up. Like, I like your Stitch. I have a Stitch bobblehead sure. uh, in the car. Yeah. Um, and he's like commented on that. So I kind of look at him and I say, this is where it's telling me to drop you off. And I do the shrug 
the shrug thing like is yeah. this what you what you want <laughs> and uh, he's like yes he's saying this is good you know pointing down his palm thumbs up this is good pointing down this is good yeah so they hop out they grab their luggage and immediately i get another ride i'm like all right oh god i feel weird leaving him in this neighborhood at least it's a good neighborhood sure. <laughs> but <laughs> i feel weird leaving this neighborhood and uh so i start driving off and I'm heading towards the other ride, and the way this ride is taking me, basically, I have to go into this this cul-de-sac, do a U-turn, and then come back. So I'm going to drive right by them again. Mm. And I drive by them again, and they're all on their phones, and they're all, I'm sure, trying oh, to shit. where, where <laughs> they are. And I'm like, crap, well, I know they'll be able to get another ride because there are other <sighs> drivers out right now. If that's if this is not where they need to be, or maybe they're calling the person and saying, hey, this is where the address you gave us, and it's wrong or whatever. But I'm like, oh, crap, I feel like <laughs> it was another one of those tennis ball dog situations yeah. where it's like, do I cancel the other ride and see if I can help them? Or are they, they're good. They probably have it all squared away. They're probably all set. Yeah. So, That's hard, though. Yeah. I would have been like, oh, crap. Because you could yeah. tell they were they were like, uh, this isn't here. I, maybe maybe yeah, they're, maybe they're, they're all... waiting for you to leave so there would be like a, a Harry Potter-style uh, door would open up. <laughs> they're going to turn and run into the fence and just yeah. disappear into yeah. uh, yeah, 5923 be... and a half. <laughs> platform oh that's funny wow what a what a that's a that's an that's a journey you guys took yeah well you heard you know obviously your heart was in the right place and that's more important than anything it was yeah i feel like um uh and it's and and it's funny because after i had them i had another deaf passenger in the car yesterday and she she was able to um kind of communicate on the same level as marley matlin where you're like oh okay i can understand what she's saying it's not it's not um it's it's apparent that she's deaf but i can understand what she's telling sure. she's like yeah i talk in i talk into my phone i'm not talking to you right now unless you want me to and i'm like oh no you're fine just let me know if you need anything but she's like using her phone to uh to communicate and so she's yelling into her phone wow wow yeah. Yeah. quite the trip but they're but they're probably it good is. now they found their way everything's fine we yeah. hope you know. Definitely, yeah. And if you guys have a recommendation, I see September says there's a translation app for ASL. Definitely want to get that. I would love to, you know, at the very least, um, I took a nice Argentinian lady yesterday, and it was it was, uh, and she didn't speak any English. Her son texted for the ride and said, "You're picking up my mother. She doesn't speak any English." Um, and I said, "Oh, no problem at all." But he didn't say what language she did speak. So as we're driving. I've got the AC on and you know, she's an older lady. So I care about this sort of thing. I turn to her and I go cold, warm, warm, more, more AC cold. And she's like, she's like, I'm good. <laughs> and I looked like, I think she saw my reaction to that. I said, Oh, and she says, no English, no English. Uh, I said, Oh, okay. Uh, Spanish, Espanol. She's like, See, like, oh, she's like Argentina. I'm like, oh, bien, okay, bien. And yeah, that's all. You know, I know, I know, I know some Spanish, but I know it's not a one for one thing. I know Argentina, Argentina is not just straight up Spanish 101 from high school. There's, there's, uh, it's a very, it's a different language, but it's all Latin based. So the thing that some- just happened to you, that sounds like things I've only seen in movies where somebody is sure. <laughs> They're like walking up people trying to do all the me no yeah. understand and then they answer yeah, in English. Right. That's funny. 
That's great. Oh, no. That's like, amazing. Thanks, why? Why do you ask? I'm like, oh, your your effing son. <laughs> your son led me down a path. All right. <laughs> your son told me. Your son said no English. Yeah, no English. All right, fine. That's Whatever. funny. Well, good good uh, banner weekend so, for, oh, yeah, for lifting. So, the, so, so bottom line, what I was saying is, I'd like to be able to know. You know, in in the most common ten languages, things like hello, goodbye, yes, no, um, thank you, uh, too cold, too hot, mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe that would be a good one. Is you, this, you want water? Is, are you are you sure this is where you want me to let you out? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you want a new radio, different songs, you know that kind of stuff. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're not that far from you just saying that out loud and your phone immediately saying it after. Oh, I know. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably coming sooner than later. Exactly. Um, all right then. What a what a what a what a lift! It's a lifting weekend, everyone. We had it a is, lift, and uh, it was a good story. Let's find out now what Dunaway is doing with his life. <laughs> hey, Brian Dunaway, welcome to Half Asses. What are you doing with your life? Oh, hi, Scott and Brian. Um, well, I hadn't thought about it, but I guess nothing. Thanks oh. for the reminder. <laughs> you got that. You got that. Brian has allergies. Voice today. You, how are your allergies doing? Fall allergies. Um, it's it's fine. Actually, I took a Mucinex earlier, so now everything is getting loosened up, and I can't. I got to get it out of my throat. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Feel, feel free to hork it up on the air. We don't care. We have no. Oh no problem. Here. I it definitely will. If it if it comes up, I'll bring it up. Good. Bring yeah, up that slug. Got out the most. Yeah. Uh, with <laughs> TMS edition. <laughs> so it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, no. Okay, no, never mind. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> yeah, never mind. Uh, Dunaway, welcome. We're going to play a game, as you know, and uh, Brian here's uh, got these here rules and what we're supposed to do and all that. So yeah, tell them all, all right, about so, it. Yeah, take notes, everybody. Welcome to the morning half asses, a trivia game where I'm actually going to be giving you the answers. I'm going to give Scott and Brian a category and six possible answers. Three of those answers are correct. Three of them are much like my Amer- American Sign Language experience. Total bullshit. Depending on how confident they feel with the category, they can provide one, two, or three guesses. But if they get any wrong, they get zero points for that round. Get one right, gets a point. Guess two right and get them both, gets a three points. And all three correct gets you five points. Player with the most points after three rounds wins the prize for their contestant. And we've pulled contestants from members of the tadpole that aren't able to listen live. Scott? You are playing for Corey in Savannah, Georgia. Oh, oh that's a nice place. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going nice. to say you were just there, weren't you? Yeah. I did not meet Corey. Corey, what's the deal? You knew I was going to Savannah. Why didn't you say, uh, come on, come on, let's meet for a drink. Uh, Brian, you're going to be playing for Chris in Florida. Chris, Oh, Cran- Florida, Chris man. Crandall. Florida yeah, man. Chris Crandall sounds like what uh, Floridans uh, refer to as Santa Claus. Yep. Oh, <laughs> hope you get your presents from Chris Crandall this year. Chris yeah. Crandall, he wears Bermuda shorts. Yeah, and uh, not much else. Go to sleep, Cletus. Uh, Chris Crandall. I don't know why here. this is the Florida voice. That's the Florida voice. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you guys are doing Jersey voices for Florida. I don't know, but <laughs> we deal with a lot of gators. Yeah. A lot of gators. Right. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get to it here. Miami and, uh, did great, great yesterday, breaking some records. Go Florida! Yes, they, did. they could have if they if they would have taken that last field goal. They were in field goal range, and they just yeah. basically graced graced Denver the ball. Yeah. But they could have actually broken the record instead of just tying. That's the not record. what you. That's not. That's not good sportsmanship. That's you don't rub that in. You don't want that on the morning yes, news the no. next day. Don't you want to be the player that's on the? Absolutely, the you the want to be the player. Ever. But you're thinking about the opponents here. You know they're like around what, like twenty something, and you're like yeah. like it up at seventy. That's rubbing it in. That's unsportsmanlike. I don't know. If, I think you just if they were there. if they were at sixty and you were at seventy, I'd say 
go for oh, it. Sure, sure. We're You're right. there to but win. Just win. You know, take them. Yeah. They're no, all no they're all million dollar. I'm, I don't feel bad for it. Now, if you're talking about a bunch of little kids, eight-year-olds playing junior league football sure. or something, fine. Because now you're dealing with developing young human beings and oh, there's no right. real money on the table. These are people with $30 million yearly contracts. F them. Go ahead and get yeah, the extra F points. them. They don't have any feelings. F oh, them. See, they, haven't, they haven't done I, this their whole life. F them. Yeah, yeah I see. I feel, I feel like if it's kids, the last thing you want to do is have a 70 to 20 game. Uh, and oh, you, you, just, you would have stopped earlier. that. You yeah. would have stopped that game way before. A lot of rules to, to save some kids' self-esteem for sure. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, do that. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, these guys are adults. Yeah. They're fine. Yeah, they're let them. Let them. Let them get that record. Yeah. Uh, I'm just glad that uh, that our team could help Miami achieve that goal. Uh, so good. 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 Nice. Idea. Good job. Way to go, Denver. Yeah. Alrighty. Let's give you your uh, your questions. First question is. Oh, if only you could phone a friend and ask Patrick about this. Uh, French soft drinks. Uh, Three of these are actual French soft drinks. Three of these are fake. Mecha Cola, Coya Sabon, Sabon, Genie, Mademoiselle Pop, Shit, and Boisson Boisson. Shit. Boisson Boisson. These all sound like bullshit. They all sound Uh, like bullshit. That that shit for those of you listening is spelled P S C H I T T exclamation point. Yep, silent P, baby. Shit. Like shit. Si- like psychology or anything <laughs> else, you know. Echo. Shit. Shit. <laughs> shit. Like that. Uh, That's like the that, best uh, clip ever. Shit. Best clip of shit we ever did. All right, you guys are both locked in. Uh, let's see. Uh, wow, you guys, you guys all selected five different things. Oh, good. And uh, and the funny thing is, uh, they're all wrong. selected one of the real ones, which is shit. Really? <laughs> I was convinced you just said it's going to be. It just made yeah. Shit. Uh, your real ones are Mecha Cola, Genie, and Shit. Uh, the other ones were all made Man. up, and those happen to be the, the three of the ones, three of the five you chose. Wow. <laughs> I felt Damn like it. the Coley the said that felt wrong. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Poisson, um, by the way, those other ones, um, let's see. Uh, Poisson, Poisson, by the way, means fish drink. Um, <laughs> Coye Sabot, I'm sure I pronounced that wrong, is uh, Glue Hoof. Glue Hoof. Glue Hoof. Sounds like, a, like one of the beers you didn't like this weekend. Glue Hoof. Yes. Oh, this tastes like Glue Hoof. That's all right. We're going into round two with uh, zero points. Let's let's get some points this round. This time it's animals whose pregnancies last longer than one year. So Ooh. when oh, you get wow. pregs, uh, this is lasting longer than a year. I'm working on it. If you're right. three of these six animals, uh, your choices are sea lion, sloth, hippopotamus, orca, <laughs> rhinoceros, and camel. Three of those have a gestation period that is longer than a year. Jeez. That just feels right. Um, what feels right? You fi- you pick that one. That, f- <laughs> that feel, none I of these feel right. feel right. I don't know what feels. Well, right. Well, only right. one feels right. All the rest of them are questionable. Um. Oops. Uh, let's see. I'm going two go. of these. I don't know. Okay. All right. You both locked in. Uh, you both locked in with orca. Orcas uh, just the killer whale. Period. Yeah, 495 days, definitely longer than a year. Uh, you also both locked in on hippopotamus. Hippopotamus, hippopotamus. gestation is only 237 days, less Damn than man. a year. Uh, nice. Your choice, your answers were orca, rhinoceros, and camel. It was uh, all right answers. Come on, sloth, 
<laughs> Come on, Scott. That I, seemed like slots, the right answer. I know, right? but that's why that felt like a trick because everyone knows slots right. are slow. So I was like, nah, that's yeah. not going to be it. No it way. Can't be. Hunter, it was actually of all six of these slots actually have the shortest gestation period, which is 100. And now I can't stop imagining how slots do it. Um, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, nice and slow. 183 days, so uh, like about six months. Uh, Why the rush? Why 495, the rush? rhinoceros 450, and camel 390 days. I, camel would have been. I did check on, yeah. uh, camel I surprising. Checked on hippopotamus, but I was thinking rhinoceros. Go ahead, Scott. Yeah, I, I'm surprised by the camel just because it's not a giant animal. The ones that are big animals, yeah. those make sense yeah. to me. Hippo, hippo right. makes sense, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah it sure. takes longer to, to, to make, right? Yeah. Just, how yeah, long was rhinoceros? Right. Did you say the rhino? Rhinoceros was uh, 450 days. Jeez. And and that yeah. into that uh, Ace Ventura falls out, right? Isn't that how that works? <laughs> exactly yep. right. He crawls his way out and yeah, it's all righty then. Yep, and they're horny the whole time. Get it, horny? Because I got a ah, horn. Because they have a horn. <laughs> you see, you see what we did there. All right. I'll be We're here going into the last question with zero points. So. The final question strategies are in play. Mm. And speaking of the NFL, name three of these cities that never had an NFL team. Six cities, three of them never had an NFL an team. NFL team. Your choices mm. are Allentown, Pennsylvania, Columbus, Ohio, Akron, Ohio, Canton, Ohio, San Antonio, Texas, and Fresno, California. I feel like I should know this, but I'm pretty sure I don't. <laughs> <laughs> these uh, cities and Denver uh, feels like it still doesn't have a uh, football right. Team. I'm choosing two. Nah, I don't know. Oh, I don't... Scott's not locked in. Ready? Okay, wait. Let me. Uh, uh, there we go. I'm all locked in okay. now. Ready to all lose. Right. Ready to lose. Um, awesome. All right, you guys together have chosen Canton. Columbus and Akron. Uh, Canton had the Bulldogs from 1920 to 1926. Shit. Wow. Had- you didn't know that, Scott? Jeez. Come on. You didn't know about Columbus. the 20s Bulldogs? Jeez. Columbus Jeez. had the uh, Panhandles and the Tigers from 1920 to 1926. God, and Akron Jesus. had a team called the Pros from 1920 to 1926. The three you did not choose, Allentown, San Antonio, and Fresno, were the I actual Allentown. Damn it. Fresno, I thought, had something. I don't know why I thought that. Uh, I didn't choose. I it, can't but. believe you don't know your 1920s NFL <laughs> team, Scott. Yeah, Jeez. what's wrong with me and my horrible Jeez. knowledge of 20s right. football? Uh, so yeah. let's see. Since uh, the last one of you to choose, oh, you both chose Orca. Um, uh, let's see. You you each chose one correctly in the French. We South sucked Korea. equally. We get it. We get it. You really right. have sucked equally. Right. We get um, it. So Scott, I will let Scott give the um, the home team. He's the home team. Yeah, why not? Sure. Yeah. Um, at their most distant is a this is your tiebreaker, obviously. Right. At their most distant, how many minutes does it take a radio signal to go from Earth? To Mars. So you're doing a podcast, you're sending it via radio to uh, uh, Mark Watney up there uh, making his shit potatoes on Mars. Mm-hmm. How long after you hit submit does Mark Watney get to hear the sultry sounds of uh, core? Okay. Well, uh, and is it a multiple? What was the measure of unit again? What was it again? Minutes. 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 Okay, minutes. How right. many minutes? And how? And and you don't give me multiple selection here. I just have to. No, you have to higher low. You guess a number, and then, and then I, and then I go high low. Lower. Okay, yep, we're doing right. high low. Here we go. Um, it's a lot slower than light, so I'm gonna say. Uh, t- um, I'll say f- twenty days. That's too many. Uh, that, or how many minutes? Oh, is it minutes though? It's oh, minutes. minutes. How many minutes? 
Um, 90, 90 minutes. I'm just best too many. I have no idea. I'll just say 90. <laughs> no right, idea. 90 minutes. Uh, that is incorrect. Brian is the actual answer higher or lower than 90 minutes. I'm going lower than that. Uh, it is lower. Damn it, it is 24 minutes. Um, yeah, it takes 1.3 seconds to radio the moon, but 24 minutes to radio Mars, uh, which means congratulations going out to Chris Crandall in Florida. Chris, you're going to be getting a copy of Detached, the non-VR edition, and Little Orpheus on Steam, both of those games on Steam, courtesy of uh, Racer951Y. But don't worry, Corey, in Savannah, Georgia, you're getting XEL also on Steam. Nice. And so not S-E-X, S-E-L. Don't get excited. X-E-L. Oh, X-E-L. Maybe it's pronounced Excel. I don't know. That's probably what's going on is it's pronounced Excel. So it takes radio exactly one 90s average sitcom. Pretty yeah. much exactly, yes. <laughs> That's wild. With commercials, of course, or else, you know. Right. You so just a small on. delay. Small delay. No big deal. No big deal. time shifting. Yeah, yeah you yeah. got it. No problem. I wish we could move at the speed of radio waves. That'd be cool. Well, yeah. You know, we're always talking yeah. about light speed and conquering that. Let's start with radio speed. Let's, Let's see if we can get that. kind of do that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I exactly. want to get to Mars in 24 minutes. That'd be awesome. Oh, it'd be terrific. So would Elon yeah. Musk. All right, Brian, you get one of these. I get one of these. And our listeners both win games, which is the important thing. Uh, Dunaway, you know, having you here, it's like a, it's like having, I don't know, a, a little extra chicken next to your heart. You know what I'm saying? Do you know what I mean? By no, that? I don't know what you mean. That's disturbing. Why would you have chicken next is to your fresh, heart? Fresh well, chicken? Or? Right, you mean like, I mean, like on the outside of your body, you're talking about like going like right next to it. Like it made me. Gains? So the reason I'm thinking of it is Nate Bargetsy was doing a stand-up thing. His prime stand-up special, by the way, is incredible. It's, it's good. so good. good. But he talks good. about how he can, he he, he worries about silly stuff and he talks about how he thinks about when food is behind his heart and he can tell that oh, okay. it's there. Oh. Yeah. So he's yeah. like, if he eats a bite of something, he can tell when it's in its journey. Like, <laughs> when it's going by his heart. Yeah. Which Trump, is a weird Trump. thing to get fixated on. It's a very funny bit though. You guys should check it's it really out. Yeah, he's he's yeah. great. He's a lot of fun. Yeah. He's a lot of fun. His, I, yeah. I can see that. But I was worried like maybe you swallowed a whole egg and you thought it was going to like hatch in your heart mm, or something. I didn't. Sure. Oh, that's weird. I don't like that. Like one. a watermelon seed. You, you don't want to do that. No. You watermelon in your belly. No, no. Listen, but I, Brian, yeah. it's an egg. Treat it like an egg. Treat it yeah, like an egg, egg Brian. Yeah, yeah, like a baseball. Bye now. All right, he's gone. He didn't even get a chance to say no you. He didn't, he didn't get to do no you. Wow. Yeah, which I am perfectly fine with. Now, people. Oh, you know what? It's time for a break. I didn't realize we were that close to the hour. Oh, are we really? Oh, I we're should probably get our song together. Uh, let's see. You do that real quick. And okay. I'll, you know what? We'll do one story. We, we, we can do one. We'll do one news story. Here you go. Okay. It's time for a quick bit of news brought to you by. Amy Robinson and her awesome YouTube channel watch and learn how to throw clay and put cool stuff in the kiln and make it hot stuff. Get it at Red Fraggle 3 on YouTube today. Highly recommend doing that. She's great. She is. We'll hear from her in a week or so. Uh, brain-altering parasite turns ants into zombies at dawn and dusk. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Dawn and dusk. I see what they did there. Yeah. I see what they did as well, although during the rest of the day, it uh, should be mentioned, oh. they're just fine. Oh, it really is yeah. dawn and dusk. Like, it's dawn of the ant zombies and dusk of the ant zombies. Exactly. But every other rest of the time, they're fine zombies. They're just regular old ants doing ant things. Yeah, Imagine coming to uh, Jaws gripping the top of a swaying blade of grass, unaware of how you got there. That's how uh, it works for a lot of ants. The reality for ants infected with the lancet liver fluke. Yeah. All right. 
Lancet liver fluke was my finishing move for most of <laughs> my wrestling career. A tiny parasitic flatworm, liver flukes have a complicated, almost insanely conceived life cycle, which begins with the hijacking of the ant's brain. The unsuspecting ant climbs up and clamps into powerful jaws into the top blades of grass, making it more uh, likely to be eaten by grazers such as cattle or deer. Uh, researchers from the uh, University of Copenhagen's Department of Plant and Environmental Sciences have discovered that the parasite's ability to control the ant is even more cunning than previously believed. Impressively, the parasite can even get the ant to crawl back down the blade of grass when it gets wow. too hot. Isn't this wow. like the, Isn't there a cat thing like this? There's a thing where you where a cat there's something in a cat's leavings or something that if a certain like mice get into it now the mice is a is a controllable thing by the parasite it got from the from the cat litter. Did you or just watch Ratatouille? I swear this is real. No, <laughs> Ratatouille. Maybe, maybe. I, then I, I this I've never heard of like a little parasite that can control mice who eat cat poop. Yeah, it's something like that, or maybe it's their urine or something. There's something like that too. Anyway, hmm. don't get. Uh, brain controlling amoebas uh, yeah I would do please that. avoid those avoid those if you can all right that's really the story that's it that's the news yeah, yeah. all right we're going to take a break when we come back steven <laughs> schleicher will be here he is going to uh, regale us with some nerdy news and uh it's been a bit so we're excited to talk to him before that a song from brian brian take it yeah, away. this is what the movie parasite is about you should watch it oh, really hey um it. big thanks to the syndicate for sending me this one uh, a band called illiterate light uh, I, I tried illiterate. I just it was just too heavy for me. I needed uh, so I switched over to illiterate light. They have a brand new EP that just came out this last Friday. They're a Virginia-based duo. Um, they're going to be touring all through 2023. So uh, make sure you check it out. And this this EP is listed on Spin's best albums of 2023 so far. Uh, rave reviews also from Consequence of Sound, NPR, Washington Post. Um, so check these guys out. You're about to check these guys out. Um, the uh, the band is made up of Jeff Gorman and Jake Cochran. This brand new EP is called Aloe, A-L-O-E. Here is the first single from the album. It's called Always, Always. The band is Illiterate Light. Come on.
night and you're stuck in your head you had a day at work i put the kids to bed i get the scissors let's both cut bangs you go goldie i'll go barbie and we'll shave my legs Hey, y'all. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp Therapy Online. For 10% off your first month, go to betterhelp.com slash morningstream. Look, we've all had times in our lives where, you know, thoughts are keeping you up. Having one of those moments right now, in fact. A lot going on in the uh, in the extended family life here at the Johnson clan. And, uh, I don't know, harder to sleep. That sort of thing, right? Brain starts racing. It's really hard. Well, it turns out, One great way to make those racing thoughts go away is to talk through them. Therapy gives you a place to do all of that so you can get out of your negative thought cycles and find some mental and emotional peace. Uh, Whether or not you've been to a therapy uh, session or not, personally, uh, let me tell you, there are all kinds of benefits to doing so, all right? Learning positive coping skills, how to set your own boundaries, uh, kind of find out who you are, I guess, you know, and what your role is within your uh, your social groups and your family dynamics and that sort of stuff. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, which is great because that's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You don't have to worry about traffic, all that stuff. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MorningStream today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, spelled H-E-L-P, BetterHelp.com slash MorningStream. Do it today. My name's Sylvia, and I'd like to welcome you and your family to Sylvia's Mop Bucket. You need to get your ass to rehab. And we've returned. Who was that one more time? Sure. That band is Illiterate Light from their brand new EP called Aloe. That's the song Always, Always. They should uh, do a, a collaboration album with Vera, you know? Yeah, Aloe, they should. Vera. Aloe, Vera. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, let's, uh, let's dive into some uh, Stephen time, you know? 
Okay. Yeah. Some quality yeah. Steven time. That's uh, I like that idea a lot. It's always quality, so I don't I don't even have to say them. It's like ATM machine. Just leave off the the machine. Uh, here we go. Let's play this. And now welcome Steven to the show. He's a huge freaking nerd. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. Hey, look who it is. Steven Schleicher joining us as he does here every other Monday to talk about all things major spoilers and nerdy topics in movies, comics, and more. Steven, welcome back to the show. Hello, Scott. Hello, Brian. Hey, man. Hello. How goes the uh, the fall quarter, the fall semester? How you doing? It's over? going okay. Uh, this week is homecoming week, so I'm being nice to the students and not making them do very much. <laughs> mm. are, are there? Uh, uh, do you guys have a big? Uh, I mean, what's the sports world like? And is there like a prom, yeah, not prom or what am I trying to say? Is there like a big homecoming, homecoming events and all that kind of stuff on the college? Hey, yeah. Level? So this is also in for many people Oktoberfest. Yeah. So we have Oktoberfest activities coinciding with homecoming, and it's both the high school sure. homecoming and the university homecoming. So a lot of activities going on this week. All right. And you don't have to chaperone anything, right? You're good. God, I hope not. I asked my oldest. I was like, so are you going to the homecoming dance? Are you, you, know, are you taking anyone? Do we need to get anything? Because, you know, uh, we're in the middle of nowhere. And last year, my wife had to scramble to try to find a corsage for him to give to his date. Oh, and man. he's just like. He's just like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Not a lot has changed, it turns out, since my high school days. That's a lot of the answers I gave. Wow. Uh, Well, we're glad to have you here. Um, One of my favorite things in comic books, which is a huge Mm -hmm. part of what Major Spoilers is all about, has been the Fables series. Mm-hmm. And um, I have some friends who did art in there. Uh, our our mm-hmm. pal oh, Steve cool. Hamaker did some stuff in there. And um, always a good read, always uh, wonderful stuff. Well, there's now news that this stuff is going public domain. What does that actually mean? Can I remix oh, it and use man, it? And- this is so... Okay, so uh, first of all, uh, for those of you that don't know, Fables is a story about you know, uh, your grim fairy tales type characters, your Snow Whites, your Big Bad Wolves, your Cinderella's, uh, they have all migrated from the uh, realm of uh, of fairy tales to New York City uh, as refugees, and they have created an enclave in New York City, uh, and they are trying to protect themselves from the Big Bad of the story arc, and they're trying to keep their group uh, secluded and away from the normies uh, that, that we know. So this has been going on for ooh, 20 years, something like that. Close to it, I want to say. Yeah. Uh, and it's and it's been written by Bill Willingham. Um, and so some people will say, ooh, Bill Willingham. He does have some politics that are extreme. Uh, and so some people are just like, well, I don't care what happens about this. But I think the more interesting thing is, is how this uh, works with copyright. So first of all, a lot of the characters that he uses are already in public domain. In fact, I think all of them are in public domain. Right. When he created Fables, uh, he had a he retained control of all of the rights to everything with Fables, and he shares it with uh, DC Comics uh, back when it was under the Vertigo imprint. Well, since the Fables started, uh, there have been changes in management, changes in ownership, changes in, in fact, Vertigo Comics doesn't even exist anymore, right? Right. And uh, for years, apparently, Willingham has had a lot of trouble with the lawyers. Uh, with uh, with trying to say, hey, you guys, you didn't contact me when Telltale Games did the Big B, uh, the Big Bad Wolf 
video game and I was supposed to be a part of that and you owe me a lot of money and they're like, oh, we didn't know that you didn't have that you own the copyright on all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. Here's some money. Yeah. Um, that was the Wolf, so uh, Wolf Among Us game from Telltale, right? That was the game? Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. I love that game. Oh my gosh. So yeah, cool. a lot of people did and uh, that may be one of the reasons why there was never a sequel to that game because of of this particular fiasco. Uh, there have been times where many people might remember the ABC series, what was it called? Once Upon a Time that uh, when that series came out, everyone was like, wait a minute, isn't this just like Fables? And how come Bill Willingham and, and everyone else involved in Fables isn't getting paid anything? And it's because oh, Disney's yeah. like skirting the line very closely to try to make it as close to Fables, but not Fables. And so this has been going on since the beginning. And because Willingham has refused to sign a um, um, essentially you're a contract writer for this series, when you're a contracted writer, uh, work for hire then you know uh, dc would own all of the rights to to that series uh, as opposed to willingham and sure. so he's gone back and forth over this for years for the last i want to say six months fables has been delayed 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 in fact uh the most recent issue was supposed to come out in april of this year it has now been pushed until way late october and more than likely it will be pushed again and a lot of this has to do with who controls this title. And so finally, Bill Willingham just threw up his hands and on September 15th of this year, 10 days ago, said, hey, uh, Fables, all the Fables spinoffs, all the characters, I declare them to be in public domain, which once was owned wholly by me is now owned by everyone for all time. That's how copyright works. Mm. And he goes into his examples about how he can't afford to sue DC and all of their lawyers, how he's been uh, screwed around by DC for a long time. He even goes into some very interesting thoughts about the nature of copyright, which I'm not a lawyer, but copyright is really messed up. Uh, you know, uh, one of the interesting things that I thought was going to happen before this year was that Disney was going to try to extend the Sonny Bono Copyright Act, a.k.a. the Mickey Mouse Copyright Act, uh, indefinitely. But they haven't, probably because Disney has become so politicized and because of certain uh, political parties trying to vilify uh, Disney that they haven't gone back to Congress to try to change copyright laws, which means Steamboat Willie actually goes into public domain January 1st, 2024. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. it's coming up. I yeah. can't, I can't wait so, to make my uh, my whole I'm going to do a whole series on Steamboat Willie. Can't wait. I'm so excited. I mean, <laughs> and you and you you certainly can, although Disney has come out and said, hey, wait, uh, we still own the trademark to all of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, so be careful what you do. But if you want to, Scott, if you want to go and put Steamboat Willie up on your YouTube channel. Uh, Disney isn't going to say anything to I'm, you. Of course, you know you what I'm going to do? do? I'm doing Tugboat Billy is what I'm going to do. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Perfect. Tugboat yes. Billy. Watch yeah. for it. Coming soon. Real quick here, I noticed uh, there is a second Wolf Among Us game in production. It is supposed to release on in 2024. However, all of that seems to have a ton of caveat around it because of this situation. Yeah, like and I'm sure it's probably using the uh, what is it, the Unity engine or something too. So. Uh, no, in this case, it's using <laughs> Telltale's proprietary oh, thing. But proprietary thing. But okay. now that but now that Telltale's back, the reason that the the you know it's been this long is that first game came out in like 2013 or something. The reason mm -hmm. it's been this long is because Telltale went defunct for a while there. They were gone. Then they were absorbed by, is it? Uh, uh, Embracer Group, I think, owns them. They're in trouble these days, anyway. But anyway. Brought them back to life. They did an amazing run here recently for that Expanse game. It's very good. I played it. 
Uh, so I have really high hopes for this, and I love its source material. I love what they did with the Big Bad Wolf and how the mm-hmm. whole thing just subverts all of our knowledge of what fairy tales are. It's really, really good stuff. But boy, you, you sure hate to see it all, you know, tangled up like this. Well, so this could actually be a big thing because the way Bill Willingham is releasing this into the public domain, domain it means that, uh, Scott Johnson, if you want to create a comic book series using a uh, the Big Bad Wolf, who is a detective in New York City, uh, you know, and, and does these things, you can do it and you don't have to, I put this in quotes, you don't have to worry about DC comics coming after you because it's now in public domain. Mm, interesting. And again, keep in mind that the big bad wolf has been in public domain for forever. Right. Right. Uh, so you, if you want to write a, a, a big bad wolf story, go right ahead. But if you want to use specifically the characters as depicted in the fables comic, now you have the ability to do that. Yeah. But so that means that if yeah. you want to make a movie, if you want to make a cartoon, a comic book strip, uh, whatever you want to do, go for it. There are some caveats, though. Mm. What are those? The, oh, well, the yeah. first one is, um, you know, Mark Buckingham created all the art for that. Yeah. And all of that stuff is all still owned by DC. So really, you could take the text from all of you the could. Fables comics yeah. and create your own art for that and then release your own Fables comic. Um, but, uh, but as long as it doesn't look anything like, uh, right, right. Well, providing that DC has done trademark on any of those characters, which I'm guessing they have not. Um, but what you cannot do is just take the comic and just, you know, redistribute it, recopy it like you can with a Mark Twain book and not have to worry about any kind of a, a lawsuit. Uh, DC has responded and they say that uh, the comic books and graphic novels by published by DC and the storylines and the characters and the elements are all owned by DC and protected under copyright law, mm. which, you know, if you open up the front cover of any of the fables books, it says that the copyright is co-owned by Bill Willingham and DC Comics. Um, DC reserves the right to take such action as it sees fit to protect its intellectual property rights. So I, so here's the thing. I think Bill Willingham, because he doesn't want to hire a bunch of lawyers and deal with this headache himself, he has just turned it around and put it all on DC and is creating a headache for them. Because now if DC really wants to maintain the copyright, maintain their trademark, because you can't copyright a title, right? you can trademark a title. So I could go and create a book called Fables. And DC couldn't come after me for that. Right. Um, but if they really are serious about what they say, that means if you and Brian and me and uh, Drenched Wildfire and Chris and Graham Ellis and all these other people that are in the chat, mm. if we all went out and did our own version of Fables and DC wanted to sue us, that's a lot of time, hassle, effort, and energy that has to be put in suing 20 people, 100 people, a million people around the yeah, world. Yeah, you got to overwhelm them like ants versus uh, the grasshoppers and uh, Bugs Life. Same idea, right? Exactly, right. Exactly. <laughs> so I think more than anything, he's created the headache for DC to try to defend this. Yeah. Now, granted, all this stuff is going to eventually end up into copyright or into public domain anyway. Willingham has just pushed that, that nuclear option and done it already. So... Um, hey, congratulations, listeners. Go out and create your own fables uh, stories. And uh, DC can't do anything about you, ast- asterisk. Yeah. Good news is that means the game can go forward. So because uh, I, I think this li- that lifts that cloud. They don't have to worry it, about it. It's their own yes, artwork. Prov- providing that DC doesn't want to try and 
sue them. Although I'm sure well, DC has already worked it out with them to yeah. to do this. Uh, but now maybe they can say, well, we don't owe you any money, DC Comics, because mm-hmm. this is in public domain. Yeah, you're right, though, that they, they become a, a big red target. Um, because yeah. they're because yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. big it's a big huge version of this that stands to make millions of dollars and so mm-hmm. if they are going to go after anyone they may not care about what you me and Brian and half the chat room make but they well but see they that's the problem them. if you want to if you want to maintain it you have to keep going after people on this whether right. it's a trademark whether it's a copyright or anything because if people start essentially referring to it in a vernacular like we do aspirin or Kleenex or is making a Xerox copy of something, you can lose that trademark or that copyright on those ideas and, and, and comments if you don't defend them. This is why even if you try to do something with parody, Coca-Cola will come after you if uh, with a cease and desist if you want to use the Coca-Cola type font or type uh, colors or if you try to create a fat Batman or a fat Wolverine, yep. more than likely you're going to hear from DC or Marvel <laughs> and they're going to say, hey, wait a minute, uh, we realize that this is parody, but we can also sue you into oblivion. Yeah. They've thankfully like around Oh five, Oh six, Oh seven. in that range is when I did those fat things and got, got the takedown notices. I feel like in 2023 and a lot of time since, uh, those days you could do it. Like they, they benefit from people doing fan art now and fan yeah, art. They, do. they, they, they do. would, I would not there's today. I would never get that cease and desist. There's just no way. Like it's, it's like they've well, never been to a con, a con before or whatever. They go after so, the bigger fish, and if they go after enough bigger fish, then yeah, they get to fight their fight and maintain their copyright and all that. But they wouldn't do that. To so me. depends. Is Scott Johnson a big fish? Some people might say yes. Yeah, Scott yeah, Johnson yeah. is a big fish, no. and so there might be something to go after you about. Technically, when you go to a comic book convention, if you are selling sketches uh, or art that you're drawing of these copyrighted characters, you're supposed to let the publishers know and you're supposed to pay a fee. In fact, if you go to like the Star Wars events, the D20 events, uh, Brian, and you see somebody who's an artist there who's doing sketches, they have to keep track of how many sketches they create, who they are. And then at the end of the day, they're supposed to report that and pay a fee to uh, Disney slash Lucasfilm to be able to stay there at the show. So technically you're supposed to do it. Similar to cover songs where you, you know, you keep track of how many times you play a certain Mm -hmm. song or how many downloads of that episode you have. And then you report so that they know, Oh, okay. The episode with the, this Prince cover was uh, downloaded 15,000 times. UOS 42 cents or something like that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it makes yeah. sense. Uh, so it's yeah. it's going to be interesting, and I and I love seeing it. I mean, the only so here's the only company that I've really ever seen fully embrace what fans are doing is George Lucas with Star Wars. Um, you know, years before he sold Lucasfilm to Disney, he was like, "I love fan films. Keep making fan films. In fact, here's assets so you can incorporate this stuff into your fan films. Please make fan films. In fact, Lucasfilm for years used to have a fan film festival." Uh, but wow. after Disney bought it, they kind of stopped doing that. Mm, weird. Weird. It's almost huh. like the most litigious entertainment company in the world got a hold of the rights. That's weird. And that's, <laughs> and that's why I'm so surprised. For like five years now, I've been saying, oh, yeah, watch out for 2022, 2023. Disney's going to try to extend copyright. And they haven't done anything about it. Yeah. And Steamboat Willie drops in uh, in public domain on January 1. So it'll be interesting. And then, of course, that means that. In a few more years, we're going to mm-hmm. see Snow White in her public domain, Alice right. in Wonderland in her uh, public domain. Yeah. Bambi, all, all of that stuff will start rolling out over the next 20 years into public domain. And I really want to see what how Disney responds to that. Because maybe they don't care about Steamboat, really, even though they do use him in 
as the lead into every single movie that they release. Right. That, that right. whole little black and white. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I can't wait then. Uh, just a few years, I'll be able to have my own uh, broom that can carry buckets of water up and down the stairs for me. It'll be nice. Yeah, be, be careful, though, Brian. Be careful. <laughs> yeah, never. That stuff never goes out no, of control. No. Are you kidding me? No. If that, I mean, look, if Fantasia 1 or 2 taught us anything, nothing bad happens when exactly. you start messing around yes. with uh, the dark magic. Uh, yeah. uh, real quick here, I, I saw uh, there's a little bit of a gear shift, but um, Van and I were watching. We had him most of the weekend. My daughter's... Uh, anniversary a lot going on around here and uh he hung around and the baby as well but he he was like i want to watch spidey and i'm like is he just talking spider-man like what does he mean oh no he's probably talking about the uh the young kids spider-man i don't think it's called spider-man and his amazing friends but it's essentially that yeah it's spidey and his amazing friends Right, it's the and, one with uh, little Gwen, uh, mm-hmm. Stacy, Spider Gwen, and little, little Miles, Miles Morales. And, yeah, yeah, everybody's yeah. everybody's super young kids. Even like uh, the the villains, um, like Green Goblin, is kind of a you know ten year old chibi. Yeah. Yeah, 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 just running around doing stuff. And most of it is the villains are mostly stealing things and not being mm-hmm. nice. Like it's not. <laughs> Right. You know, they're not yeah. doing big crimes. They don't want to unleash a toxic gas over uh, Manhattan. Yeah. Was, uh... <laughs> and I started watching it and I went, oh, this, I don't think this is great. I think it kind of panders to kids. But I'll tell you, after watching about 10 episodes of this thing with him, yeah. I actually yeah. kind of got hooked on it. It's pretty good. It's much really? better than cats. I'm going to keep watching it. Yeah. Again it keeps happening. The, the, like the Hulk will show up, Brian, once in a while. Or yeah. um, this the latest season had Iron Man show up and Ms. Marvel shows up a lot. and. <laughs> And they all use their like That's key cool. powers that they have, right? Um, but they do it in this very aimed at like three year olds kind of. Yeah, vibe. it's it's really aimed. Uh, but it's not Spider Man's Amazing yeah. Friends. That's the one from the eighties with Fire. No, it, no, it's Spidey. Spidey. It's Spidey and his Amazing yeah, Friends. Spidey. Spidey and his Amazing Friends. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's not at all confusing. No, yeah, not I, at I think all. if you're a, if your kids are a fan of Paw Patrol or Bluey. And you want to kind of get them into the comic book stuff. Uh, Spidey, Spidey and his amazing friends kind of falls right into that, yeah. into that uh, area. I so can't I, get my kids to watch it because they're all too old. They're all too old. And, it, sure. and there's no way this would appeal to their age group. But I can tell you, after seeing it enough, I, I think they got a little something going on here. It's actually pretty great. I, I, really? I enjoy oh, no. it. Okay. And they're really, oh, yeah. they're really like, you know, the, the Doc Ock lady that's the daughter of uh, yeah. Octavius? Mm-hmm. She, she's yeah. the Doc Ock in this. Like they okay. do a lot of under the radar stuff that only hardcore Marvel fans might recognize, but it's just there. They just do it that way. Like it's not Captain Marvel; it's Ms. Marvel and her huge hands and feet, and you know sure. they they just they go for stuff that's like a little more like knowing. Uh, you know, if you know the Marvel universe right now, then you you would know who these characters are. Mm-hmm. Uh, your average four year old is going to watch it and go. I don't know. That guy's green. Well, uh, now I can't remember of the the name of the series. It was this would have been like ten or twelve years ago when my youngest was three or four. There was a, a Marvel animated series that was kind of like this, maybe geared just a little bit older. But they loved the heck out of that. It was the Avengers story. one, right? Uh, that was the Avengers one. Or yeah, something. yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one was really good. So um, it was actually really good. Yeah, you might want to see if you can track that down. Not, maybe on uh, Disney Plus. Yeah. Was it Chibi? I mean, there's a what? It was kind of in that style. Yeah. Yeah, and these are yeah. these, these are like it's also interesting because Aunt May is still Aunt May, and she looks like uh, the Marissa Tomei Aunt May, mm-hmm. and she's young and whatever, like you might imagine. But it, it, the the show assumes that all the Uncle Ben shit happened. But at what point in Peter's life 
where he's like <laughs> he's literally like five years old in this thing. Right. Like they they really right. they really skip over a lot of stuff to make it work for for kids. But I don't know. It's nice. We had fun, and he huh. is he is freaking hooked on. It. He loves it. Anyway, side note. Uh, well, there you go, Stephen. Tell us anything else happening over the Major Spoilers Network so people can find it and get it and have it. Well, here's the thing. I'm going to promote a comic book really quick. If you are a fan of Conan the Barbarian, Jim Zub is doing a new Conan series for Titan Comics, which is a European comic company. It is fantastic. If you love the 70s Conan that Marvel was doing, mm, yeah. this is straight up tapping into that into that whole vibe. And it is fantastic. Issue number three comes out this week, and I would suggest everybody go and track that down. I love Jim Zub. I love yep. old Conan. I want old Conan to be all Conan. <laughs> and I don't mean like the Schwarzenegger stuff. I mean like the old comics, the old books, really, mm-hmm. are so brutal and like, I don't know, they really are their own thing. They're so good. So yeah, this, this, is, this is a good series. People need to go check it out. The artist on this series is Roberto De La Torre. I believe is how his last name is pronounced, but it's it's a great series, and people need to go check that out. All right. That's cool. You're I'm talking about the old Conan with the Frank Frazetta uh-huh. uh, covers oh, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah that yeah. that kind of just brutal, like, freaking yeah. bloody awesome skeletons hanging down on everything. Oh, so excited. All right. I didn't even know that was a thing. Steven, you've done it again. Thank you for that. There you go. All uh, right, man. Stay hydrated. Oh, yeah. Do that. Stay hydrated, everyone. We'll see you later. <laughs> Have those brooms carry some water up to you and, and stay hydrated. <laughs> I almost made you group owner. All right. There you go. Now you're right. <laughs> I've done that before. Or <laughs> I made a guest group owner, and that was a mistake. Because then trying to wrestle uh, Discord group owner ownership out of somebody's hands, not easy. It'll make it simple. <laughs> I mean, Stephen would have cooperated. I'm not that worried. Yeah, of about course, it. yeah, he would be like, "Ah, it's mine now. I'm taking it forever." Yeah, he wouldn't have done that. Um, we have a quick phone call from Gabby. I'd like to play. Cool. And, uh I'm pretty sure Gabby texted us on FilmSack as well. So Gabby's had a busy week. Uh, this is Gabby calling about Dark Winds, a show I recommended on Recommendals on Wednesday, and she has this to say: "Hi guys, I was listening to your episode where you were recommending Dark Winds. I love that show, and it's actually based on." Um, the Tony Hillerman series, um, and they're so good. I, I loved those books. I gobbled them all up several years ago, probably like 10 or 20 years ago. And um, so I, I wonder if Amy's read those as well. Um, anyway, it's so great. And there's a bunch of people that are in both Reservation Dogs and Dark Winds, um, so it's a really nice crossover. I just binged both of those shows, and they're so good. All the seasons of both of those shows, love them. Anyway. Love the show, though. Bye. Uh, super into that. I like Hillerman a lot, but I don't know if I've... Uh, what's the last book I read from his? Probably Sacred Clowns. Something in the 80s. Yeah, that was it. Sacred Clowns. That was a weird one. Um, anyway, yeah, that's great to hear. And I'll check that other show out. But Dark Winds, rad. Super rad. I am sad, though, because I thought they put both season one and two on Max. They just put season one. They want me to go up. Uh, AMC Plus subscription. They do, apparently. Yeah. Those bastards. So I may have to do that because I really like that show a lot. Yeah. Um, I think we do still have AMC Plus, and I'm trying to figure out why I didn't get rid of it. Oh, because for us, it was bundled with something else, and we're waiting until we finish. I can't remember. I think it was Showtime, AMC Plus and Showtime. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we're going to get all that stuff uh, through um, T-Mobile when we switch, or at least... Showtime through T-Mobile. Oh, I can't remember. There's this whole some whole, whole convoluted thing now with uh, we're switching phone carriers and it's going to actually give us a bunch of 
channels that we now don't need to pay for, pay uh, streaming for, yeah. and, and that's how that I get stuff. Max now is through uh, AT and T, I guess. Yeah, but they're the only ones I get. So I would, I, I, if it's actually a pretty good incentive. If you say to me, "Hey, here's your monthly bill, but here are three streaming services you don't have to think, pay for anymore," it's pretty yeah, good. I think T-Mobile is going to give us. Um, Netflix and Apple TV, although Apple TV again doesn't really matter to me because I get that through that yeah. that combo Apple right where you get tithe that I make that. every yeah. <laughs> every month. <laughs> yep, yeah, and they're the only one that stayed inexpensive, which is hilarious because Apple's yeah. always considered <laughs> expensive. But <laughs> ah, we're getting enough. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna get enough out of you chumps with this new titanium iPhone. <laughs> That's right. I saw a video that freaked me out a little bit. Somebody easily snapping one of those phones in half the titanium oh ones. no really yeah i always thought the idea of titanium was that it was stronger than anything yeah yeah so Are you sure that's a legit like that's a total legit video according to some legitimate sources who are all showing it they seem okay. to say but that's you know you're not wrong to be skeptical because that's happened before yeah. some people just yeah. want to make noise on the internet of course but uh they just seemed a little more brittle than i would have thought i don't know hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to find that and send it to you. Uh, thank you, Gabby, for that. If you want to send in your own voicemails, you can do that. 801-471-0462. You can email us at themorningstream at gmail.com. Or, as usual, you can text us at that number I gave you before. Uh, real quick, uh, thanks to everybody for joining our Patreon. Now, look, we got a few days left of this month. All right, not much. And uh, that means perfect time to onboard. Get on here and be a part of the cheapest Patreon on the planet. All right, it's our own fault, but here we are wallowing in it, and we need right. your help. So join up for as low as a dollar a day at patreon.com slash TMS and support your favorite morning show. That is going to do it for us. Let's show this here. off, too. Oh, look for at this, Brian. the video, this is the, uh, the morning stream uh, coffee mug magnet, or you can put a... Uh, uh, put Velcro on the back of this, put it on your bag that has that Velcro thing, or just a, you know, just adhere it to the front of a computer or monitor or something. Yep. Um, so printing out the correct size, it'll be about um, two-thirds the size of this, just, uh, um, but it'll be, you know, it's paintable. You can have, you can paint your Scott and Brian, you can paint coffee in the mug, you can paint the mug. Yeah, you can paint the mug. You can paint the mug. Why don't you just paint the mug? Uh, yeah, it's awesome. And those will, that'll go to a couple of our higher tiers. So uh, yes. no reason not to hop in right now. Yep. Get in there. Hop in. All right, let's do a song. Do you have a little something? Okay, I do have a song. This is actually carryover from last week. Um, this one is going out to uh, Brian Hitchcock, uh, a.k.a. Gray Malkin 13 in the various chats. He says, it's that time of year again to begin a new revolution around the sun. This year, I'm in a practical mood. I'm sorry, in a piratical, piratical mood. Uh -huh. So I'm requesting Ailstorm's cover of Hangover. I'm sure I'll be nursing one of those on Monday, so it seems appropriate. Scott, is it too early to test the ship's beep? Ah! No, but here's this first. Happy birthday. All right, you get that. Then you get, uh, where's the beep one? Oh, did I not save it in here? I know I have it. Hold on. Is this it? Honk. No. Oh. <laughs> it's the wrong guy. <laughs> uh, this one? I have the No. Let's test the ship's... Where did I put the one that had the... Oh, this it? Ah! No, that's not it either. I don't know where I put it, but it's a combination oh, well. of those two things, and, and it's awesome, yeah, and you, you, you already you know it. Assemble them, assemble them in your head. Yeah. That's what you can do. Yeah, I'll work on that later. Uh, here is the band Ailstorm from their 2014 album Sunset on the Golden Age, covering Tayo Cruz's Hangover.
I got a hangover. Whoa, I've been drinking too much for sure. I got a hangover. Whoa, I got an empty cup. Pour me some more so I can go until they close up. Now back to today's adventure. Hey, Scott and Brian. This is Dan from lovely Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. I was just listening to your show Thursday this week, and you guys were talking about uh, stepdads and parents and stuff like that. Um, I I come from the 
kind of other end of the uh, spectrum there. Uh, I have a, a stepmom, but uh, she pretty much raised me most of my life. So, uh, like, like you were saying with your your dad, uh, that he wasn't in your life for very long before you were an adult, but uh, my stepmom was. So yeah, we ended up calling we we do call her mom, and she's actually pretty sensitive about being called <laughs> stepmom. So using this the step word. Um, I kind of find that funny. I think the whole uh, Cinderella step-parent thing kind of gave step-parents a, a bad name. And uh, all growing up watching movies of of step-kids, always showing them having bad relationships with their step-parents. But no, I had a pretty good uh, relationship with uh, my stepmom growing up since, yeah. We uh, live with her most of the time, so, uh, yeah, that's my uh, opinion on the topic. Love the show, though, or love a hobo, either one. All right. Hey, Scotch and Bonnet, long-time TMS listener. I am calling today because recently I've been listening to your show so much on my morning commute and during my exercise routines that I was actually woken up in the middle of the night with an idea for one of your morning game shows. You know that show that you have? In the morning, it's like two or three people. Game show. Anyway, so I was thinking about the great question, and uh, my dog, of course, is poking me with her paws in the night and waking me up, and I'm trying to sleep. And it came to me that, hey, what would be a better question than what would be the question that you would ask your dog if your dog could reply in English, if your dog could actually reply? What is the one question that you would ask your dog? That's all. Love the show, though. Hey, Scott and Brian. My name is Jeremiah, but probably know me on the chat as a, a art nerd. But anyways, um, the whole thing about Nimrod, you use the word Nimrod, and that word never used to be a an insult until there was a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Fun fact that uh, Nimrod was supposed to be a, a, a mighty warrior, and when Bugs Bunny was fighting Elmer Fudd, he called him Nimrod in a cartoon. And then after that, they considered it to be an insult, just like calling somebody an idiot. But he was he was actually making fun of him, calling him a great warrior. I think you think that was kind of fun. Thanks. Bye. Well, I haven't heard that. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.